The great need of our nation is a spiritual awakening. We need God. At the darkest moments in history, the Lord has brought the greatest spiritual breakthroughs. This is the time for sincere believers to get serious about prayer. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Ezra now with Scott Pauley as we discover the principles of revival praying. Are you ready? Are you ready for revival? We are in Ezra chapter 9 again as we conclude our study today on revival praying. But before we dive into the rest of Ezra 9, uh, could I point an interesting verse out to you? In Ezra chapter 7 verse 6, the Bible says, This Ezra went up from Babylon and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses. He was ready. Uh, that word ready is a fascinating word to me. It's captured my attention. You know, I believe God is ready to send revival. The question is, are we ready? Revival's not hard. You think revival's hard? Revival's just the life of God. God can do more in a moment than we could in a thousand lifetimes. And the God of life is ready to speak one word. He could change everything in a moment of time. The hard thing is not revival. The hard thing is us getting ready for revival. Uh, that's why we've been studying this principle this week of real revival praying what it looks like, its confession, its intercession, its petition. But now let's look at the rest of the story. Ezra began his prayer in Ezra chapter 9, verse 6. We've studied verse 6, verse 7, verse 8. But then when you come to the rest of the story, you find some fascinating truths. For example, in verse number 9, he goes back and begins to rehearse some things. He says, For we were bondmen, yet our God hath not forsaken us in our bondage, but hath extended us mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia to give us a reviving. There's that word again. To set up the house of our God and to repair the desolations thereof and to give us a wall in Judah and in Jerusalem. Why? Why would he go backwards and begin rehearsing all these things? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he's reminiscing on who God is. And today, I want to talk to you for just a moment about where we must begin. Where? Where must we begin? Where will real revival begin? Well, number one, it begins with Him. Not with us, not with something we can do or something we can accomplish. No, we must begin by rehearsing God's mercy, His goodness, His righteousness. You see, what I believe about revival is not contingent on what I believe about what's going on in the world. No, what I believe about revival is rooted in what I believe about God. Circumstances may be terrible, but our God is always good, and I have access to Him. Yes, it's true that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Uh, but when God said that evil men would wax worse and worse, He never said His power would wax less and less. Now, friend, when you start to see spiritual stirrings, that's just the beginning of what God wants to do. That's not the time to let up. That's the time to press through. Let the Lord be thorough with you. Real revival begins with Him. That's where we must begin. And then, number two, real revival begins in our hearts. If you come to the next chapter, Ezra chapter 10, verse number 1, we read this. Now when Ezra had prayed and when he had confessed, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God, there assembled unto him out of Israel a very great congregation of men and women and children, for the people wept very sore. 
Do you hear a lot of heart in that verse? There's a lot of emotion in that verse. But here's the great emphasis. Real revival not only begins with Him, it begins in the heart. Our hearts must be humbled before the Lord. Our hearts must be honest. Our hearts must begin to hope in the Lord Himself. I wonder, are you there? Are you, are you humble before God? Are you honest before the Lord? Are you hoping in God? Let the Lord do a thorough work in your heart today. Let the Lord be thorough with you. Revival doesn't start at a church altar. It starts in the quiet place where you seek God. And it doesn't culminate with one man preaching a message. It leads to a multitude of people seeking the Lord. You see, when you come to this next chapter, Ezra chapter 10, what you find is that one man's revival praying resulted in the repentance in an entire congregation. I love this, this, this public praying that grows out of private prayer. You never know what God's going to set in motion through your prayers. But you must first let God be thorough with you. And then a third thing that I've discovered in my study about where we must begin is that not only does revival begin with Him and revival begins in our hearts, but thirdly, revival always begins at home. Listen to Ezra chapter 10 verse number 3. Now, therefore, let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the wives and such as are born of them according to the counsel of my Lord and of those that tremble at the commandment of our God and let it be done according to the law. Arise, for this matter belongeth unto thee. We also will be with thee. Be of good courage and do it. You see, these people have let lots of wickedness get into their homes. Uh, oh, we, we like to fuss at the darkness around us, but what about that darkness that has suddenly crept into our own lives and families? Families have to hear from God and respond to the Lord. I wonder, are you willing to obey God in the privacy of your own home? Are you, are you willing today to discuss with your family the importance of the family altar, to begin regular times of prayer? Are you, are you willing to say to those you love most on earth and those who love you, look, there's some things I think we need to change here? Oh, my friend, if we really want God to touch our nation, we've got to let God touch us. If we really want to see God do a mighty work in our world, are we willing to let God begin in our own family? I think sometimes when we're praying for revival, what we're really asking for is not revival, it's relief. We just want better circumstances. And friend, I want to remind you today that the great objective and the pure motive of prayer must never be our good. It must be the glory of God alone. In other words, not for us to get out of a situation or to get something from God, but rather just for us to get God and for God to get all the glory and all the honor. This is what real revival praying is all about. I want to challenge you to spend some time in this little book of Ezra, not just studying it, but praying, seeking the Lord as Ezra sought the Lord. And Dr. John Rice said long ago that his greatest sin was prayerlessness. And I, I, he made this famous statement, my failures are all prayer failures. You know what I believe? I believe that the great failure in our churches are prayer failures. The great failure in homes, they're prayer failures. The great failure in each of our lives are prayer failures. And I'll repeat what I said to you at the beginning of this study. Revival praying is just connecting our prayers to God's purpose. Instead of asking the Lord to bless our ideas and efforts and goals, what are we doing? We're supposed to join our prayers to what He already wants to accomplish. Can I tell you what He wants? He wants to be lifted up. He wants to be glorified. He wants to be made known. He wants all people to come and worship Him. He wants the lost to be saved. But it doesn't begin with them. It begins with us. Judgment must begin at the house of God. I'd like to challenge you today to do something. 
I'd like to challenge you to set aside the next 30 days for sincere prayer and seeking of God. I mean all out pursuing the Lord. Uh, choose a great prayer verse. Get you a prayer partner. Uh, say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to give a season of my life to truly seeking God to see what God can do. I think if all of God's children at this juncture in history could join together, uh, agreeing together in prayer with one another and with the Lord for real revival, that we may see God do something exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. Would you join me in that prayer right now? Our Father, in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, we ask in faith today that you will do what you alone can do. Oh Lord, we are sinful people and this is a needy nation. We are desperate for you. We cannot, but you can. And so today we pray that you will do something out of the ordinary in our generation. We ask for a little reviving in our bondage. We ask for a space of grace for the remnant. We ask for a move of heaven on earth and a move of people back to God. Lord, may you get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We may be standing on the verge of a revival in our generation. It is time for God's people to pray. The full-length book, Revival Praying by Scott Pauley, is available in a hardback edition, in digital format through Kindle or iBooks, and has been recently released in an audiobook format. You may also be interested in the five-week Bible study companion with additional prayer resources for further study. Please visit RevivalPraying.com to access all of the complete resources for this series. That's RevivalPraying.com. God bless you as you study and pray. Thank you.